0: I brought pump for Dex to the party. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 55 of the PDH pod, the one and only Magic the Gathering podcast dedicated to the total exploration of the pauper commander format. I am your host, Brad V, and let's see what my co-hosts from the East Coast are up to first. Dave the Alcadron Vader, I haven't talked to you in like forever.
1: What have you been up to in the last couple days? Uh, I have just been hanging out and like for the first time in the approximate year that you've been introducing me as your co host ghost i feel the need to to give you a well actually (laughs) i am from originally from michigan that is true which is first of all why i talk normally (laughs) uh and secondly (laughs) uh where i am now and it's beautiful here i'm chilling at my parents house and uh things are spectacular i'm spending some time with the family my my entire f- extended family lives in mid Michigan and I'm just vibing mm-hmm. with, out here with them. Uh I'm going back to Boston land on Saturday. Oh, so you're taking a nice little uh extended break. Yeah. Yeah, well I That's great. I I'm a school teacher and school's out for summer. School's out forever, I should
0: write a song. Yeah. I, that should be a song.
1: I I feel like those would make really good song lyrics. Uh, if anyone wants At to get like in touch with me, fifty years
0: ago. Yeah. yeah.
1: If anyone wants to get in touch with me about licensing that, give me a call. I'll <laughs> I, I'll accept uh, cash and PayPal. <laughs> yep, and Magic Cards, Vanguard Cards. Vanguard. Well, More no, fun. I don't need Vanguard
0: cards anymore. Oh, that's true. That's true. I yeah. got them all. Mm. All right. Next up, as usual, is our resident PDH, PhD Liam. It was absolutely great to see you in
2: person. How's it going? It is going fantastically. I am. I am all caught up on sleep. Uh, made the eight-hour drive up there on Friday. I think about eight and a half hours. I made one stop, and that was seven and a half hours in. Yeah, you made really good time. Um, seemed like. Yeah, and then uh, on the way back, it was ten hours. Uh, made significantly more stops, uh, and then I think I was home for about four hours, and then drove what is technically a 10-hour drive, but was 12 uh, down to see my parents. So yeah, in about 24 hours, I went through nine states and D.C. and was in the car for 20 of them.
0: That is a lot of drive. Like, I'm used to driving a lot, but that is a lot of driving.
2: It was was a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you made really good time up there. I feel like one of my last stops before I got to uh, Detroit or what have you, you had posted it in our little uh, group chat that you were like, oh, last leg of the trip. I made it here in seven and a half hours. And I was looking down at my phone like, I still have two hours left. I still have two hours. Like, <laughs> what, what am I doing? Because you and I have about the same drive.
2: And you left an like, hour and a half I before do? I did.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? And I was like, what is happening here? I felt like my phone was stuck on two hours for like <laughs> the last half of the trip. It was like not going anywhere.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, you know, speed laws may or may not have been broken. <laughs> there are sections of four twenty two going through Pennsylvania and Ohio that are limited to forty five. That I may have been doing a little above that, but sure, that's I fair. I will not, I will not uh, self incriminate myself. I will just <laughs> suggest, I will just suggest uh, potential explanations. <laughs> yep,
1: he had places to be. Come on, I, I did, I
2: did have places to be.
1: I cannot imagine driving through Pennsylvania without speeding yeah right (laughs) i'm trying to imagine like the kind of person who drives because like when i when i drive from from boston back home like i go i gotta go through ohio because my wife's family's from ohio Mm -hmm. So like we're not going through new york and then Kanuckistan. we're going through you know pennsylvania and then ohio and then up up into michigan and like Mm -hmm. so we, we drive through the entirety of pennsylvania like from from yeah. the east edge of it to the west edge, and I'm like I'm trying to imagine someone who can do that drive at the speed limit the whole time, and like I think th- I think themselves. I think that person is either ninety four years old or <laughs> a sociopath, <laughs> possibly yeah. both. It could be.
2: those are the worst. I kind of I pretty religiously follow follow traffic laws, and I have I have a, a little app and and plug into my car to to prove it. Um, but my score is tanked from this trip. I, I was not. I was like, I've got an eight-hour drive. I'm not following traffic laws. <laughs> yeah, I support you. <laughs>
0: yep. All right, good times, good times. But before we move on to the main topic, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. As usual, if you like the show and you like what we're doing here, check us out over on Patreon at patreon.com slash the PDH pod, just like the Sanctuary PDH and Jansen In did in the last couple of days welcome to the pdh pod family both of you thank you for your support that really means um a lot to us like more than i think we're we normally express i know it means a ton to me a ton to dave ton to liam we just we welcome y'all in and talk to you guys in the discord but i don't think we really thank y'all enough so um yeah it's really fills, really appreciated fills our hearts with joy yes absolutely And by being a patron, you get access to the pre-show, which is like a little uh, bonus episode every single week, and everybody loves that, supposedly, I think, I hope. Um, And then I usually post the uh, actual episode on Patreon before it goes out live, along with the show notes, so you can follow along with whatever we are talking about. And then finally, like I mentioned earlier, you get access to our Discord, the PDH pod Discord server, where you can chat with the crew, get help with your decks, all that good stuff. And then uh, we're also just the PDH pod on Twitch every Saturday evening at 5 p.m. Central and on YouTube whenever we get around to actually making video content for that particular platform. But do we got any This Week in Magic, Liam?
2: Yeah, we do have a, a few things This Week in Magic. Um first off secret layers again um the the spring super drop uh had a bit of a conundrum right at the end it apparently you were unable to order it in like the last four to five hours it was supposed to be live like it was supposed to be live until seven or nine a.m pacific on the day on the last day but it like stopped at like 2 a.m pacific something like that Mm -hmm. which to me i i don't Really feel bad for the people that missed it because they were available for two and a half months, <laughs> right? And the day that they stopped going live was a Monday, so it's also not really like people were waiting for, for paychecks to hit the bank account. I don't, I don't sure. understand why people complained <laughs> about like like I can understand like you know ex- a product was expected to be available for f- five to seven more hours, but it was also available mm-hmm. for two and a half months. So I don't particularly feel bad. And then later that same day, the summer Super Drop went live. And I want to say this summer Super Drop is, is single-handedly the worst Super Drop I've ever seen them put out. Um, I thought, okay. honestly, a, a year and a half ago, uh, two Novembers ago, when they did uh, the, the Super Drop that contained the first ever um, Extra Life Secret layer. Not the Extra Life Secret layer itself, but it was like a Squirrel Secret layer. Uh, the super drop that was a part of. I, I think that held for the longest time, like the worst super drop. This super drop is pretty bad. Um, <laughs> all of the layers, like don't like don't have any financial value. i I understand that secret layers aren't really something people should be should be speculating on. And I understand that they are unique artwork work, and that is what drives their sales. However, expecting me to pay thirty to forty dollars, for cards that collectively are 75 cents is a joke yeah like Mm -hmm. when you know when it's when it's you know cards that are being reprinted for the first time in 20 years or cards that have first time foils yeah you know these the 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 price point that they've come to that they've settled on makes sense thirty dollars for non-foils forty dollars for foils uh, and whenever it's a special treatment like uh, 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 the halo foiling or the the textured foiling, whatever, it goes up to to forty fifty forty for the non foil, fifty for the the foiling or whatever. And that makes sense. But when you have multiple layers in a super drop where the collective value is below five dollars, I don't get it. There has yeah, to be a point where people don't bad. purchase these things. There has to be a point when people don't purchase these things. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the flip side is no one's going to buy these things, and these versions are going to be, you know, rarer than a hundred serialized cards, and they will be expensive <laughs> because nobody freaking bought them. But nobody right. wants to buy seventy-five cents worth of cards f- for forty dollars for thirty dollars. <laughs>
0: thirty dollars, yeah. That's uh, uh, just simple so, math, right there. It's
2: so bad. I yeah. don't like these. Actually, just suck like. <laughs> yeah yeah that, so that's secretly the other change is a little more it's a little more sh- I, I don't want to call it strange but divided mm-hmm. very polarizing I, I wouldn't say polarizing I would say confusing so <laughs> so internally Watsi has gone away from the term tribal and they have begun to use the term typal that is T-Y-P-A-L so instead of saying goblin tribal or human tribal or wizard tribal you would say goblin typal human typal wizard typal this is akin to saying humans matter or you know goblins matters like describing yeah. the, the the deck style that you're playing mm-hmm. the the small little tiny press release the small little article they put out about it and and then the the little th- blurb that Mark Rosewater had to say about it i can i can understand where they're coming from they they have apparently talked to uh, uh oh gosh what are these uh, consultants uh, uh, external consultants about this issue about the 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 t- word tribal and the effect it may have on specific groups of people in particular indigenous folks uh sure. the 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 native americans but on the flip side of this coin i don't think i've ever seen any group more upset about this than the the American Indians, the, the Native Americans of Magic the Gathering. Like, they don't care. They actually they're actually upset by this because they see tribal as a, a positive term. They see it as a a, a term representing family or gathering or, or tradition. Mm, okay. yeah. And so I can kinda of see that. So I'm I'm very torn on this issue of is this you know, were the consultants that Watsi talked to like because because we, we the only people that had this conversation were people behind closed doors, so we don't know what went on right. in this conversation. Right. But we're being told that the conversation has been had. But has it? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so, I just I like to have all the information before I make a a choice. And I think where I'm personally at on this is. I will make a conscious effort to change what I'm saying if someone actively tells me in a space that it upsets them. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, if, if I if I say yeah, this is you know my uh, wizard tribal deck. And someone's like, hey, you know, not a fan of the word tribal. Can you use Typal? Absolutely. I'll either I'll either use Typal or I'll say you know wizards matters. But I don't know that I'm going to try and completely remove the term from my lingo because the group of people that this is supposedly helping seems to be against the change. So I just don't know.
1: I wonder <laughs> if this is going to be come one of those things like commander and EDH where like the community just uses both forever.
2: Yeah. 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 Because I just don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy to make the change if it is, is imp- not important. Um, if it's called for, but I also don't want to actively be offending the people that it's supposed to be, helping right sure so i just don't know someone tell me if i'm wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah hit us up in the comments yeah but I'll, I'll probably just be using them interchangeably as i have been and i, I think overall i've i've usually used matters but sometimes it, it i use tribal i don't i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah i didn't really think about it till all this came up either i don't i think i've used it the the term tribal on twitter or in comment threads more than i have in like actually like in a pod or you know talking to other people verbally like in person because i usually just say like this is my elves deck
2: yeah i think i
0: think my goblins deck like i don't i rarely say goblin tribal or this tribal i think
2: verbally i I tend to say uh you know wizards matters or slivers matters yeah but i
0: think and i'll do it you know i'll kind of like do spoofs on it like oh this is my uh burn you to the face tribal deck you know yeah like, <laughs> not actual creatures but just some silly spell this is my sorcery tribe right deck and
2: or and typo just seems weird because tribe tribal is a card type but goblin sure. and wizard and human are subtypes they are creature types they're subtypes of the card type creature typo is weird to me because Typo to me would describe artifacts matters or enchantment matters more so than it would describe wizards matters. Mm, Both are technically types, but there are card types and then there are subtypes. And I just, I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's too well, much. Sure. What's well, fun then, to
1: me is that I've. I've long and then, then don't even the get weird. me
2: started on like super types where you have legendary and snow matters. So <laughs> what, what do I know?
1: <laughs> I I have long used the word tribe when people started to use... People people got into the word tribal around like Lorwyn because that's when it got introduced as a card type, and like yeah. you started having yeah. like goblin typed instance or yeah, changeling that, I mean, typed that's, that's where it comes or whatever. For. But like so for a long time after that, it just meant creature sub creature subtypes. Yeah, exactly. and I I started really abusing it in like the in the the twenty tweens. Like uh, I would I built um what's her name roshin i built a roshin meander edh deck that i referred to as fireball tribal
2: and people right. were like fireball isn't a
1: tribe and i was like exactly tell that to my That's fireball idiot <laughs> here take, it comes take 27 <laughs> <it. laughs> like uh you know then, exactly. then i built a. Uh, what's the the stupid one i built i built maelstrom wanderer you may cast it without paying its mana cost tribal and everyone was like, sure? "That's not a. That's not even close to a creature type. That's not even a spell type." I was like, "Shut up." <laughs> yeah, I had a, <laughs> so like, a sixty-card popper
0: deck with like all discard spells and edicts and stuff. It was my salt tribal deck.
1: Salt tribal, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I, yeah, I, it is gonna feel a little weird saying salt typal, because like sure type type's not a yeah. salt, but then it was <laughs> it was never a tribe either. So like maybe I'll get used to it. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I am. As as always, I'm sort of low-key apprehensive of change, but this feels like a small change. It feels like something I could easily get used to, and yeah, exactly. If, sure, I, if, yeah, yeah, If if it I'm, legitimately does make certain people happy, then I'm I'm happy to do it.
2: Exactly. It's it's nothing yeah. that's that's inconveniencing me terribly. I just don't want it to come off as uh, how do I put this nicely? I don't want it to come off as uh, incessant virtue signaling. Sure, that's if fair. that makes sure. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 completely fair. What else do we think happened
1: this week in Magic? That's well, all. That's Something else? Anything? Were there any uh, any events? Uh,
2: I don't know. There was.
1: Uh, I think there was. was like yeah, or something this weekend.
2: Yeah,
0: there was. It was almost like a pro tour. Yeah. No, no, no. Like I don't there, know, there but there was like the, legit uh... like a pro tour or something this weekend. I think.
1: Oh, was there? I think? <laughs> <laughs> Liam, this is <laughs> not part of the bit. Not honestly. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm bad at that's, that's, all that's,
1: the. That's what I get for making up a bit in the middle of recording. <sighs> No. We try that. We try improv. It's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was sending up the bat signal. Why can't you read there my mind? Or I mean, right, well, like for all the. I guess tell me about the pro tour. If that's a thing that happened. <laughs> I'd, what I'd what to, do we know uh, about the
2: pro tour? Nothing. I know nothing about it. All right. Zero. All right. Never mind the pro tour. All I know is that there was like an actual factual MTG event this weekend that people got upset at. Uh, oh. Okay.
0: Wow. I didn't catch that. It's not surprising. But it's, I didn't. I missed it's
2: it. It's competitive
1: I, players. I am ah, yeah. prepared to believe that competitive players got upset. I'm, yeah, for sure. I'm anyway, that
2: nothing you know who
0: didn't get upset? Tell me about the important event. The important event? Well, <laughs> for all the listeners out there, if they have not heard by now, somehow, I don't know how they could not have heard, a whole bunch of the PDH community spent the weekend in Detroit for a 1K tournament at RIW Hobbies. This week, we're going to have a... Uh, it's sort of a casual conversation about the events of the weekend, um, our experiences over the whole weekend, sort of start to finish, and we'll, we'll we'll leave all the nitty-gritty competitive data stuff up to the likes of, like, the connoisseurs, Common Theory. I know they already have, like, spreadsheets of data and guests lined up and all this crazy stuff, Or we're just going to kind of talk about the, the event as a whole. But first, I think we need to start out with the people that helped make the weekend so freaking amazing. Dave, what
1: do you got? I... I'm delighted to tell you about the people and the main person, the, the number main, one like mega down. fan, the champion of all things. It's got to be Scooby Drew. This man showed up. This is the kindest person on the planet. Like I thought, I, I mentioned started this episode. I mentioned I'm from Michigan. I thought mm-hmm. when this when this man started like midwesterning midwestern at me <laughs> i thought like i can keep up with this guy like this can we can we can two can play at this game like they can't uh-huh. like anyone no, he's he's got it on lockdown this man is undefeatable cannot be cannot be touched he's in a different yep i i have received playmats deck boxes i've seen the pals get hats koozies he just gave me a yargle opt he gave me an actual 3D printed Yargle. Yeah. He gave me a Slowpoke Mardu Rough Rider. Like it's a Mardu <laughs> Roughrider card with it's like many years ago. Lockfin gave me a Mardu Rough Rider card on which he and his fiance painted Slowpokes, and I mm-hmm. love those dearly. Now, now I own a Mardu Rough Rider card on which Scooby has 3D he... printed yes a slow poke crashing through the rib cage just like the crew shock is in the actual art of Mardu rough rider right and this is just a thing that exists because scooby is a goddamn amazing boss. he is a hero yeah. <laughs> uh so this is the number one person we have to shout out shout out i also got a ride from the airport thank you scooby you are so
0: many people did like every time something came up scooby's like i got it yeah I'm, I'm right there i got it no worries <laughs>
1: This man was impressive. Cannot cannot be defeated.
0: Yeah, he can't. Yeah, I I total, also got uh, two playmats. mats. He, he 3D printed me and did this whole like Mister Orfeo setup that I can I'm going to throw in my command zone. Like it's so awesome. He did. He he nailed it. He killed it the whole weekend.
1: It's it's too much. Like don't stop, but it's too yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop, but stop. I mean, don't. But yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, who else was there? Half of the rules committee was there. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh Scarecrow, Clay, Ruffigan, Derek, and uh I I showed up. And you uh, had, I it was nice. I had never actually
0: talked to Ruffigan before, so that was nice. Like n- not just in person but like, you know, online or anything really. Like we hardly ever have interacted, so that was uh, really cool.
1: Ruffigan and I interact a lot because the Scarecrow, Ruffigan and I are the three Reddit mods. Mm-hmm. We, we had yep. the entire Reddit mod team there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All of which are also
1: rules committee members alongside Clay and Derek. So uh Yeah. We had the, the common connoisseurs, Clay and Ryan showed up yeah. repping the of mm-hmm. Connoisseur merge. And like this was this was what was crazy to me. Um I'm skipping ahead a little bit. We uh sure. round one, I was wandering around the tournament, like just watching watching random games happen because uh I wasn't allowed in the recording booth. And I kept I kept on wandering past tables where people had commanders that were like very elegantly signed by Papa Popper Ryan. Yeah, the he, time and I on was that like, signature. I was like, what? Like, what happened here? Like, did you guys have? Have you guys like been mailing cards to this man in like Oregon so that he can sign them? How did you get this? <laughs> Turns out, like these people recognized him from his videos before the tournament started, and they handed uh-huh. him their commanders. Which were based off of like deck techs that he has promoted big videos about. Yeah, sure, and they like were his like build and all that stuff. They and... were like, "I want you to sign this card, to play with it in my command zone during this tournament." Like, what? How crazy is um, that? Yeah, like, that good, is so cool. Good work, Ryan. Like, please ride. That is called doing the thing. Please ride that high, straight, to, like for the rest <laughs> of your life. Yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah, common connoisseurs showed up in force sanctuary pdh uh was here in The house. uh mm-hmm. bobby b fine he's the mastermind behind the the sanctuary discord server which is going to run periodic online pdh events so yep. if you if you're really bummed you missed this tournament because like getting yourself to detroit is a problem first of all talk to us next time we uh right. th- to there was us and or scoop there was at least <laughs> one GoFundMe me that just put a person in detroit with us this weekend we can from miami we can do it again yeah. Uh so step one if you're bummed you didn't get to riw talk to us we'll get you to riw next year and this is absolutely for sure happening next year uh mm-hmm. thing two if you're bummed you didn't get to play in this tournament uh you need to get yourself to the sanctuary pdh channel where bobby is going to start running we think probably quarterly online tournaments with like, entry yeah, that's fees what it sounded like. and mm-hmm. like you know serious prize support as well uh next one's probably in august uh, I got to hang out with Bobby, got to meet him in person for the first time and, and chat with him a bit. Uh, yep. And we'll we'll bring him back in about a week to chat with us. Wink, wink. Wink, previews. Um, yeah. Speaking of big, big-time content creators, Sniff Howe is a man that I've had the incredible pleasure of meeting on many occasions because I occasionally mm-hmm. just fly to his house uninvited. Like, hey, I'm here. Like, where's my bed? Hey, what's and he's up? like, I'm so glad you just walked into my house. And he means it. <laughs> like, uh, the man is a legend. Yeah, totally. He, he showed up. He, uniquely amongst the pals, was able to get out here. Lots of the other pals yeah. wanted to be here. They couldn't make it because they are saving their money for a trip to Vegas for some kind of magic fest something. Sure. So if you're bummed you didn't get to meet any pals, head to Vegas
0: you can You're, almost guarantee at least one of them will be there next
1: year. At Riw or at Vegas? Yes, Riw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, S- yeah. Sniff is absolutely bringing all of them to Riw next year. It's happening. Oh, yeah. We are awesome. getting we are getting pals all up in the house. So uh, if you've never met Sniff, now's your chance. He is a tremendous human, one of the best. We had Gatorbait TV and Puzzle Box. Yep, hanging out with Common us. Common Theory in the house. Uh, yeah, the Common Theory, our our sister podcast. Puzzle Box was repping Gretchen, which has uh, taken down a couple tournaments in the past. Gatorbait is uh, Gatorbait's guy He's who on... just took the the first ever Sanctuary event. He just steamrolled the whole thing with Abdel. Yeah, four would it like <laughs> savagely. Uh, uh-huh. So he showed up this weekend with a gut, I think. Yep, gut leader. Uh, yep. Yeah, puzzle. Puzzle's been on the show before. Huge, huge, personality. Great, great to meet him in person. Yeah, um, that really, really was cool. Yep.
0: We had Chris. Th- what? Go ahead. Them, just like the connoisseurs, the the guys from Common Theory, Gator and Puzzle. Like, you know, I watch most of their videos. Like Common Theory, they put out their podcast episodes on YouTube, so it's like video podcasts. So I've seen them all in person. You know, watch their videos, this and that. But even then, they all looked a little bit different in real life than mm. what than <laughs> what they did on their videos.
1: Yeah, know? I it was crazy. I discovered that Ryan, uh, Papa Papa of the Common Connoisseurs, is six three. Yeah, he's tall. He is. Mm-hmm. He is a he. He's a he's a tall, tall guy. He's a big, yep. big guy. And he one of one of the first things he said to me was like, "You're much bigger than I thought you were." And I was like, "All right, <laughs> <laughs> like that's fair."
0: Uh, <laughs> Thanks. So.
1: Yeah, I think. Who else was there? We had Chris. Chris showed up from, uh, not from Boston. If you've ever heard him speak, you'd think that man lives Ooh. in the very heart of the Not true. <laughs> that man is no, from Rhode is Island. No, it is not, surprisingly. He, yeah. showed up, mm-hmm. he showed up to Detroit from Rhode Island. We had Dallas from Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh? The rags to riches guy.
2: What's what's his deal? Is he from Philly, Liam? Uh, Dallas. Dallas Walker is from Philly, yes. Philly? Okay. I That's always where think. the shop is, yep. Yeah.
1: I always confuse Philly yeah. and Pittsburgh. Dallas. It's one of those, one of those Pennsylvania towns.
2: <laughs> yeah, Dallas is uh, from Philly. Uh, they run the Rags to Riches event. Uh, the third installment of which is also in August.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Ooh, August is going to be a big month for us. Yes, it is. A couple other folks I want to shout
2: out. Do you want also Go- comes out in August? Tell me what comes out in August. Commando Masters comes out in August.
1: Oh, I was really it interested in does. that. I saw the price point, and then I was like, uh, "This I yeah. think is not for me." <laughs> Like,
2: It'll have some I think singles it's I want. not. I think it's not for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope that whoever buys it buys a lot of it and is like, "What am I going to do with all these commons?" and just puts them out somewhere where I can
2: seal them. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. don't just right on the table. I I'll don't think
1: it. I'm going to buy it.
2: That's uh that's uh, a lot. Yeah. That is A lot. I'm I'm not buying any sealed.
1: This is yeah. uh, so the. <laughs> rags to riches is gonna to have to change its name if this is the price point of match the gathering cards we're gonna to have to, to call it riches to
2: other riches yeah so it's funny you say that because the first two were called riches to rags but everyone yep. kept calling it rags to riches after like the the card kingdom uh autonomy yeah, yeah. host out there or, or i think even riw's own uh rags to riches six uh, 60 card popper events uh, just because mm-hmm. that's that's what pauper events are called. So for Popper Commander, we were just like, oh, yeah, riches to rags, ha, ha, ha. But everyone wink, wink, kept wink. calling it rags to riches. <laughs> yeah. So that, the film was called that, rags to riches.
0: Dallas was putting up flyers sort of towards the end of the event on Saturday, and I saw them, I'm like, that's 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 not right right i think i even <laughs> pulled liam aside i'm like is it supposed to be named that or am i like being gaslit this, like, Mandela <laughs> <effect> what's happening <laughs> i was on like four hours of sleep you know so yeah i, no, sure I, 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 did, did, I did double check i
2: checked i checked the uh the old channels that the image was in and i was like nope it's just a rags yeah no it's... <laughs> yeah awesome i also briefly thought i was being gaslit yeah, I think uh, I'm. I'm looking at it now. The release date. This is. Oh, this is interesting. The release date for Commando Masters is August fourth. So these cards okay. will definitely like downshifts will definitely be legal for Dallas's event at the end of yeah. August, depending yep. when Bobby's event is. Because I, I know Bobby's aiming for like the first or second weekend of August.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know if if. If his event's the first weekend of August, says no way they could have Commando Masters be allowed. Yeah. But if it's the second weekend, I could potentially see it. But I, I also don't know. Because like, technically, it, if the release date is August 4th, August 5th, it, it's legal. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, it's there.
2: You, yeah. you can't really exclude these cards from a sanctioned event. So
1: I wonder if, I don't I wonder know. if it'll be proxy-friendly in that case. Mm,
2: that's a good question. Oh mm, my That is goodness. a good
1: question like if it's if i mean you know if these if these things you know get spoiled a week ahead of time and people can like play with them yeah. theoretically and then you know like card card availability notwithstanding it seems like the kind of thing that i would be happy making proxy friendly
2: for sure for sure I mean, i'm looking can, at you can just i'm looking at booster right now the draft booster has avicen on it the display box mm-hmm. for draft boosters has the ur dragon on it the set boosters and the set booster displays both have uh, Gissa on it from uh Gissa and Garolf. But yep. the collector boosters have Zakama on them. Oh, oh. that's the Hydra dinosaur? That's that's the Hydra dinosaur. Primal
1: the Primal Calamity. calamity.
2: I love that. That's I love, my second I love favorite that. dinosaur. Yeah I'm 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 kind of excited for that
1: cool you could uh, that'll be fun for you to look at in the store and not be able to it, afford
2: it will i'm I, <laughs> I i i'm not buying what i'm sure will be a 50 dollars booster pack but yeah right it will be right. certainly cool to look at <laughs> yeah oh
1: good argus is going right. to be fun if the sanctuary event is the second weekend i got to talk to bobby about this because uh he's he's asked me if i'd be willing to commentate that tournament again and i definitely mm-hmm. want to because commentating the first one was extremely fun yeah if it's the second weekend in August, I will be unable to commentate, because I will be doing a 24-hour stream in the yeah. PDH Pals studio. This is one of those times the where pals. I'm just going to wander into Sniff Howe's house and be like, hi, it's me, I'm here. And he'll be like, where have you been? I've been waiting. And I'll be like... <laughs> I've had the bed made? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, that the 12th, 11, twelve, thirteen, 12 somewhere in there, we're doing a 24-hour PDH stream with the Pals. So... No Sanctuary yeah, Tremors.
2: So um, I'm... I'm I, I know we keep going down this rabbit hole, but I'm, I'm looking for the dates to, to put in our Discord for the Commander Masters. In the Commander Masters draft, all monocolored legendary creatures have the partner ability. Only in the draft. So this is an all-reprint set, but for draft, every monocolored legendary creature will be eroded <laughs> to have partner. That's oh. how they're solving that. Yeah, that's fine. That's
1: a, that's actually that's a good right. way for them to like make fix the draft environment without continuing to ruin the partner mechanic. Because like that's every time they print true. a card that has popper on it, like the partner mechanic becomes like that much more cracked. Yes, that's true. Because you know true. if every if they print one more thing with popper, and now that's like you know what fifty new combinations. Yeah, something like that that they have to balance against. So like them putting them them. Printing the word partner onto cards is like at this point categorically. But saying you can play them as if they had partner in a draft format fixes the draft problem without cracking the partner problem. That actually seems incredibly smart. I'm yeah. on board with this. That seems wise.
2: All right, I'm not interrupting.
1: That, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up the the people shout outs real quick it. here. We did we did Chris from One More Game, we did we did Dallas from Rags to Riches. Uh, a couple of people I wanted to shout out just because I had a really crazy pleasant experience with them, super awesome uh, yeah. we met Gabe and Metal Rain Metal Rain you'll have to forgive me I forgot what your real name is but uh, <laughs> these were people that just you know came up to us and like hey I'm a big fan of your podcast and like uh, that felt really good this is not a thing that yeah. I ever expected Very
0: crazy to feeling.
1: experience in my life but having someone come up and be like I'm a fan of your work like that I I am riding this high still like this.
0: Oh, still. For this sure. interaction
1: is burned into my cerebral cortex. I am never letting that <laughs> one go. Like that. Yep. that like, it was great to meet you, Gabe and Metal Rain and Dallas yeah, and Chris and Gator and Puzzle and Sniff and Bobby and Clay and Ryan and Scarecrow and Ruffigan and Derek and Scooby. It was freaking delightful. Every you and Liam and Brad. It was really good to see well, you in person that felt awesome yeah, for sure uh it, it's only it been was, uh, it for sure over a point. year <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah felt really good to, to to get faces well not not even faces like i would already i would already known your faces because of the streaming i just <laughs> sure it's good to, it's good to be able to give you hugs i guess
0: yes yes that was it <laughs> to uh look over and like see you sitting at the table playing cards next to me you know what i mean yeah like, not on stream not your hands not your wrist not your bracelets like <laughs> right there at the table like oh there's noise marine you can't do the math but there he is Woo-hoo, you know yeah. it was great so, so. <laughs> you're, you're
1: a whole person you're yeah right more than just a voice and some magic cards it feels good <laughs> yeah um last big shout out i need to do massive incomprehensibly large huge shout out to pam brian demars ryan john ben the judge brenda and justin the the stream team uh everyone else at riw hobbies uh you put on an unbelievable event and you fed us tacos all day long and we are yeah all day long every time i went in there i was like there's not going to be any food left and there, was, <laughs> there food. was food i was like oh my god there was yeah. there was an egregious amount of tacos and i did i did some damage to that and i just want to yeah. say we are beyond words grateful for you opening up your store to our format to this event, just to give us a space to do this thing, to to support it with the prize. Your prize Yeah is extremely huge. generous. And uh yeah, no, this was this is a terrific event. I'm I'm overjoyed to hear from you that you think that it was a big success and that you want to do it again because I want to do it again and I'm looking forward to next year's R. I W PDHCon. You know, it was cool because like
0: I <laughs> Like you said, the, the rest of the staff at RIW Hobbies was amazing. But like, it, have you ever seen like one of those '80s movies that takes place on the on the uh, Wall Street floor? You know, and they're like tickers are going off, and people are like buy, sell, buy, sell. That's what it was. That's what it <laughs> felt like. Like ten minutes before the event happened, at their long front counter, there was just like magic players lined up. Like I need this, buy, buy. You guys take <laughs> store credit, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone's like, and they were just like, yeah, it's cool. Come on. Come on in. Like, I, I just
1: submitted this deck list for the tournament,
0: but I don't have these two cards. It's up to you <laughs> right. to give them to me. You have ten seconds. Like, here's this binder. Here's this box. Look, tell me what you want. I'll keep them up at the front. Let's go. Yeah, like, it
1: was awesome. Yeah, the, the whole staff was terrific. Just everyone. Yeah. I uh, I got to hang out with uh, Ben a little bit, the judge for the event. That was fun. Uh, I I learned a lot about competitive rules enforcement. I uh, mm-hmm. every every time I was I was watching a game and I was like. Should I say something? They're about to break the rules. I feel like I should say something. And I'd say something and he'd come over and be like, "Thanks, but like don't do that." <laughs> like got to got to call me next time, it. And I was like, "Okay, I'll do that." Yeah. All right. <laughs> Can you
0: call a judge as a spectator? Damn. Yeah.
2: Can you? Yes. Huh. It is it is encouraged if 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 you are watching any game that is competitive and you think mm-hmm. something's going down incorrectly, whether it's whether it's intentional or unintentional. Paul, sure. Stop the game. Call a judge. You can you can literally like just put your hand you know not on the table but like hover between the players. We like stop and then raise your other hand and call a judge.
0: Oh wow! This it's is I didn't did not it, know This that. is what not, I learned.
2: It's not frequent. Sure. And and, and you got to be the players... Pretty
0: damn sure of what you're talking about to interrupt a, a yes high level games. Yes. you, I guess.
1: Yes, this is what I was told.
0: Oh, huh. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So I like there was one game where um, the the goblins player cast uh murkwood bats mm-hmm. and then he attacked with a bunch of goblins and they died in combat and he was like well they died in combat so you all get pinged and i was like whoa 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 that's not correct <laughs> murkwood bat triggers when a go- token gets sacrificed not when a token dies and they're like okay yeah they, like definitely. everyone at the table is like oh you're actually right that's a really good catch I, like i hadn't read it carefully thank you and then the judge came over and he's like don't do that <laughs> i was <laughs> like oh no i get to say <laughs> right that. it's like okay <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll I know do. you're the Alcadron. He didn't but... know I was the Alcadron. He had, he had no idea what an Alcadron was. Are, are oh, you the Alcadron, even are better.
2: You the not Alcadron. I, the mystery
1: <laughs> remains open-ended. I think.
0: I uh, yeah, we did not, we, dear listeners. We did not figure that out. this we, weekend. that was our goal. We interrogated we everyone yeah. who
1: walked through that door. Tell us we everything did. you know about not Alcadron. Like, <laughs> we got nowhere. Either one of them was either a very convincing liar or the the not Alcadron was not among them. Correct. I can say. So we all have our theories. So we're definitely not giving a shout out to not Alcadron, whose identity <laughs> no, remains not, not, a mystery. Not at all. But uh yep. because of because of the absence of that shout out, my shout out roster is now finished.
0: I think it's perfect. I think you nailed everybody there. If so, I miss awesome. someone,
1: you have my sincere apologies.
0: Nope. I think that was perfect.
1: Thank you. What's what's next? What are we what are you what are we going to debrief about this this event?
0: I think we're going to save like the main event for last. Okay. So sort of like sandwiched in between, we're going to talk about the experience, just sort of overall experience that we had. Um, I can start it off here if, if you'd rather. I know you just did the whole the whole shout out. list. Yeah,
1: I'll, I want someone else to talk. Sure. It,
0: it sort of all started. You know, we all sort of came together and said, "Yes, we're going to do this. Like, we're going to go to this event, and it's going to be awesome." And uh, Clay from Common con- Common Connoisseurs. Just took it upon himself to get this gigantic Airbnb. It was like three bedrooms, two living rooms. There was a massive finished basement with two bathrooms down there for some reason. Um, huge space for playing. That was awesome, and nobody expected it because we in, in our chat, in our group chat of the people that were going, we were trying to figure out, you know, who's staying in hotels, what are we doing, who's going to bunk up, when are you coming in, this and that. And Clay's like, "Boom! I got gotcha. you. Just come to me, and I will <laughs> provide this gigantic house for everyone to." to play and sleep and do all that stuff in so that was really awesome and it it was the place to be like that's where everybody met up you know most of the people i think pretty much other than chris from one more games we all got there friday Um, so we all were able to meet each other first hang out we all went out to dinner afterwards ryan was a little late to dinner i think he had some (laughs) some uber troubles and that's not to say big troubles i think he had troubles getting an uber to the restaurant or to the airbnb itself
2: i think he had trouble getting an uber at the airport
0: yeah, they kept canceling on him or something and then finally uh Clay and somebody went to pick him up, probably Scooby. <laughs> probably seems, seems like something Scooby would do. But yeah, it was great. We finally got to uh, like hug everybody in person and we hung out, we went to dinner, we chatted. We um I I realized that I came fully unprepared for this experience. Like I brought some cards to put in Dave's, you know, community deck and I had um some cards i did for scooby and then i thought that would kind of be it but like as soon as i got to the house everybody was handing me cards like here the pals you know signed you a stack of cards <laughs> and scarecrow's like here here's some cards for you i was like holy crap so i'm gonna have to uh make up for that next year so that that was awesome we got playmat. like i walked in gave scooby a hug and he's like here's a playmat and a card oh and here's another playmat because i had hex- i had extra so just uh you know i just i ended up needing a whole other bag almost of stuff that i just got from people that was amazing <laughs> It's a good problem. And then uh, it was a very good problem to have. And outside of that, you know, other than the event itself, we just hung out at the house, had some libations, some adult beverages, and played a whole bunch of PDH. The uh, first game I played, once I got settled in, like it was funny, I got to the house, I had it all mapped up, uh, but it was kind of like rainy and overcast, and you know, when the wipers are going, you can't see super great out of the windshield, and I don't completely trust Apple Maps, but I had the exact address of the Airbnb put in, and I was kind of creeping down the road, and I, th- the the pin sort of put me in between two houses. I'm like, I think that's it. You know, there's a couple cars here; they look sort of out of place. So I just like grabbed my stuff and just walked in the front door. I didn't knock or anything. Like, <laughs> I'm like this has got to be the place. I just walked in. Um, so I, I was glad that it was actually the B and and not some some random neighborhood house. So that was nice. But yeah, put all my stuff down, and the first thing I did was sit at the table with Alk and Scoob and Liam, and Dave was on his Noisemarine deck. Um, you wanna tell us a little bit about that, Dave? Uh,
1: that was a that was a really fun game. I didn't go in expecting to accomplish much of anything because Noise Marine, Noise Marine is the Cascade Storm Burn deck. Y- Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like its goal is to just accumulate our resources, burn through all of them in one catastrophic turn, which is really <laughs> impressive, but doesn't kill anyone, and then die like that's the that's the noise marine goal and uh mm-hmm. the the plan was going smoothly, and death was within my grasp, and then Scooby rolled up with a damage prevention deck, yeah which enraged uh the table. I <laughs> no, I thought it I thought it was kind of funny, but it it just it absolutely enraged Eric, who who <laughs> does cannot cannot suffer life gain, cannot suffer damage prevention. He Eric is only happy when life totals are ticking down at an alarming rate, <laughs> and to to go against that is to defy the pal's way. So Eric took it upon himself to just yeet all of his resources, which included... like Constantly. like He was on Nottier, I think, so he sacrificed his entire board to get a huge Nottier and then sacrificed that to get a huge board back and then gave mm-hmm. everything haste <laughs> and then discarded his entire hand to a Rites of Initiation to attack Scooby for like 50 or something. Just yep. some, some number that was just catastrophically more than he could reasonably prevent. And so Scooby died, and that was literally eric's entire set of resources so then it became my turn eric was at 12 and and uh brad was at like 17 or something mm-hmm. and so i i I was just going off i, I my no- noise marine got had a second opportunity to do a big catastrophic blowout turn and i took it by like i think i generated something like 17 mana with a uh mana geyser that everyone knew was coming. Yeah, it was gigantic. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd hit the Mana Geyser last turn off of Galvanic Relay. So everyone, everyone saw that their future included a Mana Geyser and an Ashnod's Altar and a Grape Shot. And they were like, that, that seems fine. <laughs> and they killed <laughs> Scooby instead. <laughs> and so I went off with this Mana Geyser. The <laughs> Mana Geyser turned into me casting uh, Grinning Ignis and bouncing into my hand something like 11 times just to rack up a storm yeah. count, and then I hit the uh, the Noise Marine, which dealt exactly 12 damage to um, Eric's face, and it cascaded into... which, which was crucial because he was at exactly 12 life, and it cascaded yep. into a uh, collateral damage, which put both my storm count Had exactly enough that if I pointed the collateral damage at Brad's face, I could then kill him exactly with the grape shot. And it was just this berserk, like, mathematical anomaly that turned into a weird mess of the stack doing stupid nonsense and then Noise won a game, which was unusual but pretty awesome. Yeah, and you're right, it was total, like perfection
0: too because it wasn't like oh i hit scooby for infinite or whatever you know it was like you hit the exact number you needed to hit at at about the time you ran out of mana and spells.
1: i was (laughs) to kill two people at the same time i could not if if either of you had exactly one more life i would have i would have not been able to accomplish that you had to have exactly the right number of life points and tap lands for me to be able to execute that yep yeah yeah it was wild it was good times yes it was a it was a very fun game for me. So that was that was that was how I celebrated my first ever time meeting Brad. It was just killing him with exact Noise damage to Noise green <laughs> off a grape shot. Yeah, that was funny. Sniff was like,
0: "All right, Scoop, I guess you're going to tap your creatures again. Here we go." <laughs> yeah. He
1: was on th- there's some white creature called Reveille Squad, which is uh-huh. every time you get attacked, untap all of your creatures. And so his whole board is just <laughs> these, you know, damage prevention clerics. Tap to prevent two damage to something. So every time someone gets, every time he gets attacked, like he taps all of his damage prevention kids in response to this untap trigger, and then they all untap, and he can tap them again. Yes, and it's just it's obnoxious. It was cool, but it was it was obnoxious. It was pretty awesome, <laughs> honestly. I loved seeing it. Yeah, like I think I think the. I think the rage that it instilled in Eric was probably disproportionate, especially like <laughs> <laughs> I uh, Yeah. It it warms it warms the 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 very cockles of my chaotic Berserk tier aggro heart that Eric is looking at a couple of white damage prevention clerics uh, over there. And <laughs> just men, seeing red and, like just angry. <laughs> right. <laughs> like he sees he sees damage prevention clerics over here and he sees and a Geyser Ashnod's altar Grape Shot over here. And he's like, I know what I need to do. <laughs> like, I'm taking out God, the of white guy. God bless Eric. <laughs> Love that, man. Yeah, that was awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, I actually had it wrong. I said Liam, but it was uh, Sniff. I totally forgot Like that whole first few hours of being yeah, there. Just Liam was of, like, uh, over at the other
2: table he was at the other table with uh Ruffigan Gator puzzle getting his butt handed to him. Yeah, you That's guys really looked like
0: nice. you had a pretty intense game going on cuz even when I came in and like I met Clay upstairs and then he like showed me downstairs and he sort of like yelled to the room like hey, Brad's here, whatever. Like your table barely looked up. So I was like <laughs> they're playing serious. <laughs> like they got yeah, something we going were, on over there.
2: We all four of us were playing the decks that we were going to take to the tournament Saturday. So we were mm, all like okay, that makes you sense. know, you know uh uh Ruffigan and I were, were goldfishing our decks, like, do we do we actually wanna play this? Are we making a mistake, you know? Uh and then uh Gator and Puzzle are like, yeah, you know, we're over here playing the decks that we like pioneered and just wiping the yeah. floor.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: right yeah, what was... did um what did Ruffigan end up playing in the tournament?
2: Uh he was on I wanna call it Spite Mare, but I know it's not called Spike Mare. That's it's, right. Is it no Spike Mare? It it's is the Lorwin red white yeah elemental that looks like a horse but it's not a horse and it reads like uh, yeah. true fire mentor whenever yeah, it's dealt it's damage it three, gets to three. redirect the damage
0: it, when it's dealt damage it deals that much damage to target creature or player so yeah he's playing a, like a boros sort of like combo deck Yeah, guilty conscious I believe is like the the linchpin of the combo is that
1: right, Dave? Yeah, you need guilty conscience, and then you have to make it indestructible. That's it, indestructible. There we go. So if yeah. it if it just is guilty conscience, then it will, you know, you'd have to do all that damage at once. It, it deal it deals its damage, and then conscience makes it deal that damage to itself, and then it takes the damage, so it deals that much damage again, but it's also dead. Right. So that exactly. it doesn't it doesn't loop. But if you if you if you make it indestructible, so that it can deal damage to itself. Without dying, then that's an infinite. It, it turns into an infinite loop until everyone is dead. Yeah,
0: yep. And I think that's how he.
1: He definitely pulled off. I think
0: a round one or two win with the combo. So
1: that was good to hear. Uh, round one, he almost. He was inches away from beating Paul. Actually. Mm, Okay. Paul was on the. You're going to hear a lot about Paul in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul is scared. Uh, and he had a very interesting performance. And in game, yeah, the, his first game was, uh, there was a Sprite Dragon, Gator Bait was there on Gut. And there was a Sprite Dragon player who sat down at the table and was like, Gut, that's going to be a problem. And just yeeted all of his resources into murdering the Gut, the gut player savagely and relentlessly. Mm-hmm. And the Gut player was like, I, I can't stop this. My only out here is to try and race you. So So that I can kill you before you kill me and then survive, so like by the time by the time gut went down, Sprite dragon had been on the receiving end of all of guts beats and was at like two life, and they just knocked him out heads up uh spite mare rough again on spite mare versus scarecrow on Viscopa mage, and that was uh it was close it was uh yeah, it was a showdown, yeah, sounds like it but yeah I think I think spite Mirror picked up another. I I kind of stopped tracking him after that. Yeah, after our uh, second game that night, yeah, Derek sat
0: in and was playing the uh, Xeno Xeno Stroke Knight, is that how you say it? Uh,
1: Xerox, I think.
0: Xerox. And then yeah, Liam came in with, with Aether Sworn Sphinx, or was that later in the in the night?
1: Um, I, I don't think. remember. Was
0: that game two? I think that was game two. Uh, but anyway, yeah, and then I moved over. like took a break. I think we went to dinner or whatever. Came back and then I sat down at the i guess it just ended up being the competitive table that night i sat down at the competitive table competitive table with Minthara cuz i was going up against like gator puzzle box b fine and then in game 2 clay sat in for b fine and there's all these high power decks combo decks this sort of thing and Minthara lost game 1 on turn 6 and game 2 on turn 7 so i was pretty happy i did not uh play the event with that deck (laughs) because it couldn't i mean it did nothing against the combo decks i had a standard bear out in one of the games and in the other game i don't think i managed to really do anything before abdel just did abdel stuff that is what
2: abdel your game
0: yeah abdel do do that for sure did you play some good games liam
2: played some solid games my favorite game of the night uh, was the last game of Friday night slash Saturday morning, however you really want to be looking at that. Um, my ornithopter mm-hmm. deck got to play in its second ever game, and I, I say second ever game the, the second ever time I've broken it out. the The first time it's its debut being uh, uh Brad's stream a few months ago, mm-hmm. and it it won. It it took down uh, Scooby's. Revely Squad, the, the Untapper damage preventer, Derek or again was uh, playing Finn. I can't remember which one of them was in the game. I want to say it was Derek. Uh, but they were playing Finn, the Fangbearer. And Ryan was playing a competitively minded Golem deck. Mm. But Ryan was not in a competitive state of mind. Uh, you can hear more about that uh, uh, in the pre-show. But yeah. yeah. Um, overall, it was a solid game. I want to say... Uh, Finn took out Gollum, Revelay Squad took out Finn, and then I took out RevelAy Squad. Uh, but <laughs> the point still stands that a colorless deck took down a pod with commando damage.
0: Yep. Yeah, I think it was just about the time I was losing to Clay's loyal subordinate deck. You like hailed me, you know, hailed me from your table and you're like, I did it! Ornithopter won! <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> like that's awesome. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a pretty good game. It's pretty good game. I, yeah, I'm now going to some... retire that deck. I think you have to. I mean, it's two and zero. I know it's one and one. One and one,
0: <laughs> but it won the uh, it won over this past weekend, so that that counts for
2: something. It's one and zero oh for this weekend. That is for sure. Yep. Yeah, it was great. All right.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, we got to play a little bit of competitive games, a bunch of jank games. My thunderous snapper deck actually won on the back of Sword Coast Serpent, which most of my blue decks win on the back of Sword Coast Serpent. So that's not a huge surprise. Uh, Gigantic, you know, unblockable creature typically closes out the game for anybody. Uh, So yeah, it was just a lot of lot of fun. Is there anything else you wanted to sort of highlight from the uh, non-tournament games, Dave? Uh,
1: I just loved being with the people. Like the games themselves were right. Like think i was a i was a little like overwhelmed by like trying to focus on like gameplay decisions while oh, exhausted sure, for sure. and surrounded mm-hmm. by all this like excitement like i i got myself like emotionally a little fried <laughs> at the time thinking yeah. thinking was not going very well uh but it yeah. was just like being with people and like seeing everyone's excitement about trading cards and signing each other's playmats and just like being like aggressively positive at one another and enthusiastic about meeting like that's that's what I was really there for, and that was that's what's gonna bring me back every single time r i w does this for the rest of my life,
0: yeah, absolutely it was just this, this gigantic happy nerd party, and it was awesome yeah
1: like i don't I don't remember half of the games I played. I remember the mm-hmm. game because that was that was nutty, <laughs> but like that the was, rest
0: that was very I specific yeah that was that was poignant <laughs> tell you what
1: I played after that or how it went. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I just love seeing everyone. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. Same here.
0: But did you know there was some actual games that happened over the weekend? Oh, they... Some like full-fledged meta-dependent or meta-shaping games. There was an event
1: actually. Yeah. <laughs> there was a. Yeah. <laughs> there...
0: We didn't just go up there for the jank. There
1: was a. There was a reason we all converged at this place at this time.
0: Yep.
2: Turns out. Who's
1: going to tell us about it? Is it Liam's turn to tell us about things?
2: <gasps> Ooh, I think it might be. I'll tell all you right. about the event. Um, Do it. So, R.I.W. is a game store. It is uh, R.I.W. Hobbies. It is in a plaza alongside an abandoned Chinese place called Flaming Buffet, uh, which, as we all know, is the home of the Flaming Juicers. I, di- I didn't know that. I- I'm reading from the script here. What is the Flaming Juicers?
1: The Flaming Juicers is uh, Eric's nickname for me.
2: Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, the event itself took place in the Flaming Buffet, uh, but at the table. Thank you
1: for not questioning that even a little bit. I appreciate you <laughs> even <laughs> a is, little bit. Just this is like, like a professional. This what just makes you a going. professional podcaster and a professional human. <laughs> just like um, okay, moving along. Yeah, uh,
2: the space was actually really nice. Uh, it was it was it, 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 an abandoned buffet. Uh, very, I mean, not not abandoned, but. Not, not Just currently business, in yeah. use buffet, mm-hmm. um, was, was really nice. The chairs and the tables were, you know, buffet tables, they were plenty large for four play mats,
0: but yeah, they, yeah, they had tablecloths
2: and everything, yeah, they had tablecloths and everything. Uh, and they used the old buffet to actually serve the tacos, so yeah, so it was, it was really nice. 43 people showed up for the event, and BDM uh hopped in to make it a nice, even 44 for 11 uh pods, and I know. Alk and Dave have said that they were commentating, and more on that later. But I was actually playing in the event. Uh, I went one and four with Abzan Falconer. Uh, I, I will say that I am proud of that win record, even because uh, I, I have not once claimed to be a great competitive player. Uh, but the fact that I have no, and you're, one
0: win, <laughs> one round one, correct? I, I, I won, won round won the one. Very first pod. Wrestler. Everybody in the in our in our Discord was, like, ecstatic for you. Like, yes. that's so
2: awesome. Yes, I, I won round one, and then I proceeded to not win again. <laughs> <laughs> but round one, I was facing a Noggle Ransacker, which Eric was playing, the Weavers from Chris at uh, One More Game, and a newer player from the area who was a local who was playing Finn the Fangbearer. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I think the only reason... I got to claim that victory was because Eric had used up all of his resources to deal with the Weavers that I was able to swing out at him and the Finn player for lethal uh, uncontested. Yeah. Like there was nothing. They they <laughs> Neither of nice. them had removal for anything. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was a, a, a great start to the event and unfortunately where my win streak ended. <laughs> um, but other than that, uh, happens to the best of pod us. Odd 2, I was playing against uh, Dallas from Philly, uh, Dallas from Common Theory, and uh, Bobby. So three combo decks and an aggro deck. Guess who lost mm-hmm. that game? Uh, <laughs> Abzan Falconer never stuck. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, Abzan Falconer never stuck. I think it spent more time in my hand or the command zone than it did on the field. Uh, sure. Which, when all three of your opponents are on blue, is, is expected. Round three was, oof, I faced the Rocco Slivers player, I faced Gator's Gut Leader deck, and another local who was on Emote Big Stuff, and Mm, I sat down at the table with pretty much the attitude that, like, you know, Gut Leader's gotta go, Gut Leader's gotta go. This is being my experience from Philly of being knocked from 30 to 2 life on turn 4. Uh, you know, gut leader's got to go. So I'm throwing all of my resources at gut leader. The slivers player,
0: naturally, for true. whatever
2: reason, thinks Emodi is the bigger threat, and I could see it because the Emodi player did reveal to us off of a a, a such for some reason, uh, Ulamog's Crusher. But Ulamog's Crusher was in his hand. And he wasn't able to get it back in the deck, and he like he ramped hard, but he was like two lands off of the crusher. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "There's no like like he's we've got at least two ton cycles minimum. Like like they they have to play the lands and then they get to play the crusher." So I was like, "I'm not even right. remotely worried about the crusher." Uh, also because the emoti player knows the power of Gut Leader, so I know the moment the crusher even resolves, like it's not going at me. <laughs> but <laughs> right. so this sliver's player was afraid of the Crusher, which I didn't quite understand, because they also knew what Gut Leader was capable of. But, you know, questionable decisions were made. Uh, Emodi was knocked out by Slivers, leaving them tapped out to Gut Leader, and Falconer, in a 1v1 against Gut Leader, can't do anything. So, we lost that game to Gut Leader. Uh, Yeah, that was a a pretty solid game overall, for aggro decks. Life totals Mm -hmm. went down fast. I think think it was about 25 minutes. Nice. And then game four, well, I got to sit beside BDM on uh, Good Fortune Unicorn, uh, facing down both sprite dragon decks. Uh, they'd apparently Ooh, made f- some kind of deal gross. that they were going to knock BDM and me out first and then 1v1 it. Uh, my <laughs> personal. I heard, I heard that both of them completely misunderstood the
1: tournament and thought it was a 1v1 tournament. And that's why they, oh, like they showed Dragon. up to the to yes. the event. And oh, they, and that they, makes and sense. And then they showed up, and they were like, "All right, make 4. And both of them were like, "Oh no!" So yeah. like them them <laughs> um, wanting to one v one each other actually makes perfect sense. I'm I'm well, I support this decision.
2: So, sure, it makes
1: sense now. I did not know so that. So I
2: could I could see that. However, my opinion is that Sprite Dragon falls into a unique group of commandos, uh, similar to that of. Uh, abdel or even got leader where when there's multiple at a table they kind of want to knock each other out first because they can't win the game as long as as long as there's another one in the pod correct so i don't feel like knocking bdm and i out who were both Like, we admitted, we sat down to the pod, because they were like, what are you guys playing? Like, what is this nonsense? Like, both of them said, what is this nonsense? And BDM and I were like, yeah, no, we're just here to have fun. We're playing some casual stuff. Like, both of us had said, yeah, you know, we don't really start doing things until turn 4 or 5. The Sprite Dragon player was like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's great. We're going to kill you before that. It's like, okay. Like, (laughs) even BDM and I were both like, okay, but you guys should focus on each other, because once you knock us both out, whoever isn't tapped wins. Um, So, you know. Questions, questions were uh, questionable decisions were made definitely around four, but that's not that's not oh sure my place to say because well I... and that's
0: to be expected <laughs> too you know because that's uh, round four you're you're probably eight hours into the day already for sure um, yeah.
2: and then round five is the one that I can't even remember um, who did I play in round five that game was over so quickly
0: um, I think I was commentating for round five yes. No, that was Dave and Derek on round five.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know what I was doing. I'm trying,
2: to th- I'm trying to think. Who have I not? I
0: remember seeing you at a table because I was going to come over and watch your game. Yeah, who have I not? And then now I can't you. remember what I did. I-,
2: I remembered every opponent up until round. See, this is the problem. I was eight hours in. I just, my memory was. Sure. Was yeah, not Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm trying to think of all the people that were there. Let me scroll back up to the people list. Uh, Bobby Sniff, Gator Puzzle, I've already played against them. Chris, Dallas, I've already played against them. Uh, Clay and Ryan, I was not in any of their pods. Oh, oh! I got to sit down with Ruff again And there was mm, another incorrect. gut leader at the table and munitions expert.
0: Munitions expert, that's and what so it was. And yep.
2: so munitions expert and the gut leader player were friends. And may or may not have had a little collusion going on. But at that point, I didn't really care because I wasn't making top 16. Right. But it was fine because I think all of the threat assessment in the game was pretty good. The threat assessment was pretty accurate the entire game. Um, Everyone was happy with what decisions were made. Nobody was really upset up until the last, the exact last thing the munitions player did that cost both him and myself the game. Right. But other than that, I think that game was... That I, that was probably one of my favorite games of the whole day. I'd say it was probably the second. Nice. My favorite would have been round one.
0: Yeah, sounds like a good one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, overall it was pretty good. Yeah, so that was me playing in the event. Uh, Brad and Dave, you were commentating. What was that?
0: Yeah, we actually got... Uh, we uh, coerced Derek into being part of the commentating crew. And basically that was just uh, R.I.W. deciding, hey, we want to stream this entire event all day uh when it first got decided it was going to be Brian DeMars was going to be a commentator I volunteered then Dave volunteered and then Derek volunteered and it was going to kind of be like groups of two rotating each round uh well like um like you said earlier they ended up with 43 people so BDM just happened to have a deck on him at the time he's like I'll play that's fine you know I'll round out the event make it all even and everything so uh, it ended up being me Dave and uh Derek from round 2 going forward and why round two going forward, because the round one was sort of uh as Dave put in the show notes, we threw Brad under the bus <laughs> uh I happily got under the bus though it was interesting. they have this room at r i w it's like they' the recording room featured room, streaming room, whatever you want to call it, but it's very professionally set up, nice table, excellent overhead camera, they got nice lighting, the walls are covered in acoustic paneling, and they have this whole streaming set up at one end of their and this room's probably. 12 by 6 like it's not a very big room at all so the area where i was streaming round round one from was about 16 inches from the table so i found it hard to really say anything at all <laughs> <laughs> i had to kind of keep my voice down the whole time even when i was like like really trying to whisper about the game and about what people are doing Bobby would be like, no, that was frantic search, not, you know. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, sorry. Like, they could hear everything I was saying at all times. And I couldn't say anything once I figured that out because, like, anything I could say would have given away information in the game. right? Um, so it just got to be a little awkward, you know, to where I was just like, Tom, there's a mountain. <laughs> be fine. Taps an island. Like... <laughs> Like doing very very basic play by play stuff, but it was super fun. They were all great, all great players. Um, B Fine was on Floodgate, which I had never. I guess I had heard rumors about a mythical Floodgate control deck, but there it was in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were two other Bs at the table. I want to say Billy. I I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna mess it up if I try to guess. So there was two other players there whose names started with B, and they were both on. Uh, One was on Gut Leader and one was on Lotleth Troll, which I was very happy to see. Uh, Nice Golgari, grindy deck. And then we had Tom, I believe, was on the other Gut Leader. So we had two Guts, uh, Floodgate and a Lotleth Troll. It was awesome. It ended up being, despite having two Guts, two Gut Leaders at the deck, it ended up being a very, very grindy match. Pretty much uh, Floodgate ended up winning round one, but... It controlled that game literally from like round four on because it was just he, he had Bobby had those cards in his hand all the time. The flickers and the bounce spells and recasting floodgate and this and that. So it was just like, OK, cool. There's five skeletons. Now they're all dead. Like now I'll take my turn. La dee da da. And like because he was so easily able to wipe out the board, the Golgari player just could not get established, which was kind of sad for me to see. But, you know, those things happen. Uh, but after that, you know, th- they recognized that it was not the easiest streaming setup. So uh, they really hooked us up. They went ahead and set us up just outside the room at the tables with a microphone and a laptop and everything so we could watch the live feed and commentate on it and still view like the Twitch chat and stuff. And that way we could pretty much say whatever we wanted to. They couldn't hear us from inside the room. So that was awesome. Yeah.
1: And I'm then. Wanna, um, I wanna... Yeah. Pause go ahead. Right here to just give another huge, tremendous shout out to Brenna and Justin, who were our technicians responsible for the entire stream all day long. Yeah, well. the the they, Dream Stream team. They, yep. I, I guess there was there was some uh, internal communication things, and they they discovered for a tournament that started at like noon, they discovered at about eleven forty that they needed to set up a way for people to commentate this yeah and they mm-hmm. yep. th- like they you know <laughs> like i feel like if, if someone did that to me i'd have been like no <laughs> like no next that, time we'll do it sucks, next but time like maybe yeah like sorry I'll, for you yeah. i can do that if you give me more than 20 minutes warning like the answer is no right like thank thanks yeah. for coming but i'll see you later like yeah, but it yeah, was awesome these guys yeah. were like uh yeah i can do that and they just they they went at it and they brought it together these are tremendous incredible hard-working people hugely grateful for them brenda and justin yeah it, it was tremendous. impressive very so impressive. yeah that that first round with brad in the room commentating v- d- providing very limited commentary was uh an artifact of them like working to get it set up and uh, I, I also want to add here uh all this commentary still available on twitch if you head over yes, to their we'll check it out uh
2: mm-hmm.
1: let me i forgot whether someone look up their twitch for me um,
0: it's just uh, RIW hobbies. Oh great, yeah.
1: If you go to you know twitch.tv slash R I W hobbies, you can uh, the VOD is gonna be up for another, I think, week and a half ish probably. You can you can go, you can you can watch, you can skip through it. It's it's like a ten solid hour video. You can see all of these rounds as they happened. Uh, a couple rounds finished early and we were able to go in and, and interview the, the the winner of the round ask them, mm-hmm. you know, give it, g- go into real depth. Their, their deck and their deck tech and all mm-hmm. that. Super cool stuff. So, uh, generally speaking, huge success and all of that's because Brenna and Justin did remarkable work with us, for us. They they to backwards to make sure that we could do a really great job and I think that we did them proud by doing a pretty good job commentating. It was... Uh, yeah, it was phenomenal. Yeah. So, yeah, by by round two they had set up this system with uh, you know, they, were, they were piping the the video from the room onto a little laptop outside the room with a real nice mic set up so we could see what was going on we couldn't hear any of their table talk we were we had no audio for this but we could see exactly what was going on and we could give a much more colorful commentary after that we could say like this you know this person is made making this decision Here's why I think that's a good decision, or here's why I think that's a bad decision, or here's how I think the table needs to react to this if they mm-hmm. survive, if they want to live another turn and try to move forward and, and deal with this. Or here's here's how I th- here's what I think they should have done instead, which is really interesting commentary to listen to and be a part of. And it is the stuff that Brad was just categorically forbidden from saying. So yeah, one hundred
0: percent, like not even close. This is
1: why we 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 call it throwing him under the bus. We we. <laughs> No no one really gave commentary that first round but we had to put one person in that room to to provide some audio and uh Brad Brad jumped on that for which we are very grateful.
0: Yeah, no problem. It was a good time regardless. It was a good time. All the players were were joking and laughing and just they were, they were having fun with it. They understood my predicament. Okay. <laughs> so they were very uh accommodating.
1: Yeah. So the other thing that changed for rounds two through five is that uh we, we had this we had this laptop, we had a microphone, we could comment on things very directly. The other the other big fixture is uh Scarecrow entered that room. The featured table was table one, it's the top table. Scarecrow mm-hmm. entered that room and never left.
0: Never left. For the rest of the
1: day. So he was he was there in round two. I think
0: it's now. I, mean, I think it's called the Scarecrow Room. Yeah, I mean, I uh, have to check with, with BDM. It's but, the
1: Paul yeah. Paul Scarecrow Memorial <laughs> Recording Room. It's uh, in honor seventeen seventy nine. In honor right. of the savage beatings he dished out all day long. And like, oh my god! Well, Here is what's. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into too much depth because we uh we gotta we gotta wrap this up in in a little while. But uh, sure. We uh, essentially, if if you want details on, this, definitely go check out the VOD because it is fascinating gameplay and. Yeah, like, I, I think I think the commentary is pretty fun. What happened every single game was Scarecrow <laughs> casts Viscopa Guildmage and is sitting there with with uh, on the field in play. He has Viscopa Guildmage, which has this ability: for three mana, you can activate this ability, and for the rest of the turn, whenever you gain life, each opponent loses that much life. So this card is just sitting there on the field right next to some stupid nonsense like a couple food tokens or like a soul stare expedition or yes. an augur ilvet some way that on his can sacrifice it to gain a bunch of life and it's all just sitting on the table in plain view of everyone he's just waiting to untap and that's it anyone anyone who chooses to look over at his board and read the cards can effortlessly <laughs> see that they are Dead as hell if he untaps. And they are so de- uh-huh. like they are dead in a way that is perfectly uninteractable. There are no cards yep. in Pauper EDH that can stop this. As soon as he untaps, yep. everyone is dead and there's nothing that they can do to stop it. Yep. Not a mirror shell crab among anyone. And Game after game, everyone just lets him have it. They're like, mm-hmm. I passed the yep. turn. You can you can untap and he goes, Okay, you die. And they go, wait, wait, wait i'll bounce his copa guilt and he goes (laughs) okay it's in my hand you still die and they go hold on is that how magic works
0: i activate the (laughs) guildmage,
1: and it's like yes that's how magic works (laughs) like what what did you think was gonna happen here how did you not see this
0: so i think the last round was round four that was the last one i commentated and the turn that scarecrow killed everyone took like 13 minutes to resolve yeah. cuz to <laughs> explain the entire stack. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And and he he held he, he was holding the stack in his hands. Such a champion. Like for the entire 13 minutes and he was just like he was he was holding his hands above the playing field to to represent here's what's on the stack still. And he just held it there for yep. 13 minutes and other people were like, "Well, I do this." And he'd be like, "Yeah, sure, that goes on the stack on top of this. It resolves. You can bounce my guild mage. That's fine." This stuff is still on the stack. Like, that hasn't changed. You're and they would be like, die. oh, no. That stuff that's still on the <laughs> stack is 20 damage to my face. And he's like, yeah. Oh, no. Like, no. what's what's your plan for that? And they're like, well, can we bounce something else? He's like, sure. Whatever you want, man. Like, yeah, have it, at it. Put it, it in my hand. It's your snap. Do There's still 20 damage. <laughs> On the stack, on the stack. <laughs> like to it everyone. was just like <laughs> I th- the the twenty damage on the stack was just oh you know, it was on the board it was on the board the whole time. <laughs> like, the whole there's time. no surprises so. here, <laughs> but and this he was... just kept on getting away with it. <laughs> <laughs> it and was this amazing. one, the
0: one, the round four, he untapped with you know obviously enough guild mage guild mage mana to kill everyone right. in one go on his upkeep, but it was against three blue decks. Yeah.
1: And all of them were like, well, <laughs> how, how do counter spells help us? They don't. And it's like, well, how do bounce spells help us? I'm like, they don't either. I'm like, well, how, don't do, either. how do flickers help us? I'm like, nope. <laughs> like, zero. The only card you that stops nothing. this is Mira Crab. And none of you have that in your decks because we all have deck lists. Not even we in know. the deck list. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, no, they, they just they kept on letting. And uh, in, in fairness, I think the thing that a lot of people don't realize the first time you read Viscopa Guildmage, you don't realize immediately that that ability that every time i gain life you that much life you it's not immediately obvious that, that is an ability you can activate over and over again so if you have 6 mana you can activate it twice and it stacks or if Correct. you have 9 yep. mana you can activate that 3 times and it stacks and now you're doing he multiplicative math uh yep. no i think he had 9 activated it 3 times in that fourth game at least oh but,
0: okay yeah yeah
1: but yeah just game after game scarecrow was like here is the threat if i if i untap you all die and everyone's like that's fine have an untap step yeah, and he was cool like me cool you die and they were like wait 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 wait, what
0: wait you like, didn't tell
1: us that Hold on. <laughs> yeah in in the in the very last game the same thing happened but it wasn't scarecrow it was uh, a guy named donovan malcolm kettis he he had mm, tavern yep. brawler in play and tavern brawler is the the background that each of your commanders becomes a Phyrex where during your upkeep you exile top card of your deck and you can play it that turn so he's got he's got both of his commanders in play and he's got tavern brawler on the field and so he off the top of his deck he rips battered golem and quicksilver dagger and so he he, he's like well I know I can't I'm gonna play them both and I can't activate them this turn because uh you know summoning sickness but i'm gonna i'm gonna cast better golem and i'm gonna equip it with with quicksilver dagger and at that point like this is malcolm Kedis. everyone at the table should recognize that if this creature survives everyone dies he's gonna make it. the game's the over only yep. the only piece of the combo he is missing right then is making it into a pirate as soon yep. as it becomes a pirate and he gets and it stops being summoning sickness everyone dies that's the infinite combo and yep. so uh Basically the exact same thing happens. He puts his game winning condition on the field and passes the turn and just tells the table you have one turn to deal with this or you're all dead. And everyone was like I'll pass the turn. Like I'm not yeah, it's good. I'm not going to deal with that. Someone else will deal Take with that. Turn. And then it's his turn and he's like, <laughs> "Oh cool. You're like I'm going to wipe my hands of it my, next My battered golem it. goes online. I will attempt to kill you. And like in in the defense of the players in that game, people did have interaction and this is in unlike Scarecrow's combo. This is something that you can interrupt with interaction. People tried to counterspell the trickery charm into a pirate. People tried to kill the battered golem itself. He just had enough yep. counter magic in hand to stop it because they gave him a draw. Yep. <laughs> it it yep. came down exactly to the cards he ripped off the top of his deck in his draw phase and because he was able to tap this battered golem uh, once to, act, to hit the quicksilver dagger draw. That's what gave him enough card draw to win the game. But still, it was it was this exact same situation where he was just like, "Here's the game-ending combo. Like, you shouldn't let me have this." And everyone was like, "You can have it." And they gave him the untap. They gave him the draw step. They gave him the the Tavern Brawler upkeep triggers. And they were like, "Now we'll try to deal with it." And like, <laughs> child, it is far too late. Like, it is. Yeah. Please. Yeah, way too late. Please just like when when someone tells you that they're going to kill you it's okay to use removal at sorcery speed like you don't have (laughs) to wait until they have (laughs) an untap step and a draw step and a tavern brawler you don't have to wait for them to get 17 more resources than you have before you try to stop this you can try to stop it right away like
0: yeah not all interaction has to be end of turn instant speed you don't don't
1: have to surprise him with it Like yeah. you can just go for Don't, it. They're expecting uh, it. Yeah, you can just <laughs> Did you know you could just go for that's it? The, that's the moral of this tournament for me. So I It spent, really was. I spent five hours in the commentators booth like slowly ripping out my hair, being like, What are they thinking? <laughs> uh, which means Nothing. this Ugh. this entire podcast is a call out post for everyone. So thank you for coming yes. to my TED Talk. Y'all need to do a better job of killing Viscopa a guild mage yes yep that's your takeaway yep the end.
0: how do you feel about running through some of the decks we saw not like necessarily deck techs or like card for card action but just sort of like what we saw what people were talking about what what, what caught people's attention that sort of thing and then we'll wrap it up what do you think
1: yeah Sounds i good. think we can go through this real fast i, um, I can I think go so. through
2: them real fast you ready
1: sure yeah <laughs> All right. <laughs> this man is just going to read read words. He is, Go All right, right. All
2: right, the decks at the event. Uh, top four were Viscopa, Guildmage, uh, Aranus, and Street Origin Stickers, Sprite yeah, Dragon. Yeah, let's shout out
0: the stickers. Hello. Risen... Stickers at a 1K. Come on. Stickers in a 1K. Amazing.
2: Top four of a 1K. <laughs> and Risen right. Reef. Uh, the color breakdown in the top four is one white deck, two blue decks, one black deck, two red decks, and two green decks. So a pretty even distribution. Zero? Uh, Decks. Zero. Zero com-
1: what? Combo. I mean, I guess yeah, right. This copa is combo. Copa is a combo, deck. not combo wish. Yeah, combo. Yeah, it's combo combo wish. Uh, other... I feel like the
0: stickers play into some sort of like combo, but I don't think it's a combo um, a for the reliable
1: I'm not, I'm not really sure. Stickers aren't right. No, we're not. No. no We're not going there. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shut that right down. But the, the man talk. Right.
2: The other yeah. interesting decks uh, of the day were Floodgate, Lot Left Troll, mm-hmm. Mahati. Disciple of Deceit, which had a round one turn four combo win, Rocco yep. Slivers, Munitions Expert, Mayhem Devil, Phyrexian Sensor, Good Fortune Unicorn, Falconer Adept, two Ethoswin Sphinx, neither of which were piloted by me, a Mother of Runes banding Typele deck, and Noggle Ransacker, the color breakdown being six white decks, four blue decks, five black decks, five red decks, three green decks. Uh, of these other interesting uh, decks. And the reason we say other interesting is because there were a few Malcolms, a few Gretchens, and a few Guts, but but nobody nobody cares about those. Everyone's tired of seeing them. Come on,
0: guys. Um,
2: <laughs> I, I love know. That. Well said, my g- friend. Well said. Gator, I know, puzzle. Play. I love you. They're I boring. For,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I know
2: for a fact there were two Abdel decks there. Oh, there were? There okay. Were. I didn't see any Abdel. Um, okay, cool. cool. And then there was uh, at least one Rilsa deck notable because we expected them and they were uh, uh, conspicuously absent. There were no Tatiovas, yep. uh, 2018 Tatiova, uh, no Parcel Beasts, no Izzet Guild Mages, no Toast, and no other Orzov, which was surprising because I, I honestly think right now in the meta, white and black are two of the strongest colors. Yeah, if I, if I you're I not playing Simic, sure you're like probably an, playing Orzov.
0: Yeah, I, I fully expected to see a Sadistic Pilgrim or something mm-hmm. of that nature.
2: Yeah, but... Uh,
0: but yeah, it was just Scarecrow.
2: Yeah, so that's that's what we got going for us. There was recently, uh, recently, as in today of recording, and for those of you listening, 48 hours ago, BDM put an article up on the R.A.W. Hobbies page about the event with the top four deck lists, and I believe Clay of the CPDH Guide and the Common Cause Sewers got a hold of all of the deck lists and is making some kind of content yes. in the near future about that.
0: Yep, I think they're gonna be added to the database. Yeah. You'll be able to like view them just like you do any other data. It's gonna be yeah. awesome. And
2: I'm going to create a snapshot of my deck as was at the event. Uh and I'm going to send that link to Brad to hopefully be in the description of the video. Of the audio. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, one thing I loved about this event is not only that it happened, I mean that, that that's great, and 44 people played in it, um, but it was, you know, we had little bitty children playing in the event. We had yeah. brand new players playing in the event. We had players that were not only new to Magic, but new to the format playing in the event. Like, there was so many, and then the variety of players, the variety of decks that we had was just awesome. It was a really, uh, if we had had 44 people there, and it was all malcolms and gretchen's and guts and rilsa's and parcel beasts i would have been like eh, i'll probably be here next year you know what i mean like it just wouldn't have been as interesting it would have been awesome that everyone showed up but the event itself wouldn't have been as, as interesting but these are great like we had 44 players and we probably had 30 different decks like that's pretty cool to me i think yeah and <laughs> one of the things i found the funniest was that when i wasn't commentating or whenever the round ended and I was commentating I tried to make it over to the event hall or the event flaming biscuit or whatever it is um, with enough time to kind of like check out check in on the players check in on you Liam see how you did and like almost every time whether I talked to him directly or I walked past a conversation there was always someone saying that guy was playing Phyrexian Censor (laughs) like that had to be the most talked about deck he's like we all drew. We got a draw. All four of us got a draw. And he, Phyrexian sensor. He did really well with the sensor. He went. He, he went he one, really two, one.
1: He he won a match. He took two games to draws. Yeah. He was rocking that was, sensor. Oh, it was just
0: hilarious. Like it just caught so many people by surprise. It was funny. Oh, I found that hilarious. I did not get to get to see the Aether Sworn Sphinx deck. So, uh, but I think I pretty much caught at least part parts of games with all these decks. So that was really cool.
2: The Ethos One Sphinx decks had had me, uh, uh, or at least not the, the decks, the, the pilots, because I didn't see any of the decks uh, all day, but the pilots, uh, the two that were playing it in the tournament tracked me down by my playmat, because I was the only one with the PDH pod playmat in the event, and they were like, "Yeah, hey, you're Liam, right? And I was like, yeah. They're like, so you're totally playing Sphinx today, right? And in my head, I was just like, <laughs> No why are you asking that you didn't
0: realize you were branded
2: yeah yeah, they were like well sphinx is your competitive deck it's it's your signature deck i'm like is it now (laughs) i was not (laughs) aware of this well
0: thanks for letting me know
2: yeah and like thanks for letting me know uh but yeah both of those players actually had me uh uh, sign the sphinx which was which was neat um but that's that's awesome yeah right uh the one was actually running pretty damn close to my list uh of what riw had in stock Uh, of my list the one was just a completely custom list but it was like okay turns out i need to be playing this at events now i'm okay with that
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely oh another highlight real quick uh gator came from the farthest geographically the furthest to play at the event so they threw him a free collector pack just for coming the furthest yep i don't know how to described the the version but he opened in elvish language the one ring. Yeah, he I opened
1: think it was elvish but not serialized.
2: Yes, he opened Yeah, the... not serialized. He opened the elvish language Elven Art Soul Ring non-serialized. It's not serialized, there we go. but there are still only 3000 copies in the world.
0: And he's still placed high enough in the tournament to to make his money his entry fee back. Yep. So that dude just had a killer financial weekend. Oh yeah. Good for him. Awesome. Yeah for sure like he flew he he flew up here played in the tournament and ended up making a making a good amount of money
1: so that's awesome good good on him is that, i just thought that was cool hmm? i just i've just looked up the soaring on uh tcg looks like it's about six hundred dollars
0: yes yeah it's pretty close yeah he went to the front desk or the counter to maybe sell it at the shop and they're like man the, the price is so volatile right now like it's all over the place this is opening weekend for it like Maybe in a week or two we'd buy it from you, and Gator's like, ah, that's fine. No,
1: no worries. Yeah, I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with just taking that home with you.
0: Oh yeah, 100. Because they they were they did offer him a little bit of money, but they were just upfront about it. Like, hey, we don't know what the price is going to do, so our offer is literally like 200 bucks or something, 100. dollars So he's like, nope, I'm good. He's like, I'm not gonna. I don't, it's a mythic. What am I gonna do with it? Right. <laughs> so. But yeah, that was awesome. So all all in all, an amazing event. I am 100% already looking forward to next year, uh, even though it took me until about four hours ago to fully recover from staying up late, drinking all night, <laughs> not sleeping, playing PDH, talking about games all weekend. So uh, 100% going to do it again. Any, uh, any final thoughts, any parting thoughts on our event here, guys, before
1: we get on out of here?
2: No, I think I'm good.
1: I'm I'm all set. Just that all right. it was a remarkable experience, and uh, if you missed, if you if you were at this one, great. I loved seeing you. I expect yes. you at the next one. If you didn't make this one, I still expect you at the next one.
0: Yes, one hundred percent. So we had you know ten or twelve, maybe fourteen of us. I want to see like twenty or thirty next year. Let's double it. Double it at least. Yeah. All right. I. Th- I think that's about it i think we're going to move on into the outro so as uh as like usual uh, a few more things before we wrap it up for the week if you need more popper commander talk or have any questions about the format you can always email the show at the pdhpod at gmail.com or head on over to the pdh home bases website you can get right to their discord server from there you can find the show on twitter at the pdh pod or liam at pauper command and myself at popper underscore b and as always you can find dave as the Alcadron, literally everywhere else pdh is being talked about and i think that's gonna wrap up episode 55 uh for this week so uh, as that comes to a close we want to give a big thanks to mtg brad for letting us use their sweet tunes for the show and from everyone in here to everyone out there brew a deck play some pdh and we'll see you in person next year
1: peace peace cheers see you <laughs> i always awesome i always say cheers but then i, I brought, brought the text